Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You like that? You like that? We're going to talk about philosophy. Philosophical team building here based on a quote from the youngest general manager in the NFL on this episode of Purple Daily. But I see Declan over there. Declan, is that uh, Edward Forty Clause that you're doing over oh, there? What are you doing with your Corona Hard Seltzer? Very well played. You know, I think someone in Cleveland could use a couple Seltzers. Maybe the quarterback, maybe the GM or the coach. You know, we'll, we'll see how that goes with them. That's their own problems. They got their own number eight to worry about down there in Cleveland. So I'll, I'll let them do it and they can, they can deal with it. With a Corona hard seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes with a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. Corona hard seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona hard seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona hard seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Refreshing. Football. <laughs> All right. Welcome in. Welcome in to Purple Daily. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff here talking Vikings football on a daily basis on youtube.com slash purple daily podcast and anywhere you find podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. And uh, I think we should start this episode here with this is going to sound counterintuitive. Okay. An interesting. And maybe even eye-opening quote from the Cleveland Browns general manager. When's the last time you felt sort of inspired by a Cleveland Browns general manager? Because I felt inspired reading this. Just going to go with never. Winter of 86. <laughs> yeah. And those are the Baltimore Ravens. Five years ago. <laughs> so um, this is about team building and philosophy. I'm going to read this quote, and I want you to, to listen to it through the prism of the Vikings and, and what they're doing philosophically building a team. This is from TheRinger.com. When I asked 33-year-old Browns GM Andrew Barry how he built his current roster in Cleveland, he was clear, or how he wants to build the roster. We're going to be quarterback-centric because it's the most important position in our sport, and you could argue perhaps in all of sports. Barry explained, saying the most important job of any front office is to find a quarterback, and once you have that quarterback, to support the quarterback. So obviously, supporting the quarterback was a major emphasis for building the roster. We believe in today's football that the passing game on both sides of the ball has the biggest impact on wins and losses. So we are going to use some of our most significant resources in things that support the quarterback and things that influence 
the passing game. A, how much do you buy into what 33-year-old, the youngest ever general manager in the NFL, what Andrew Barry has to say? And and then from from for that point to the next question, um, what do you think about the Vikings' strategy in supporting Kirk Cousins? Are they doing a good enough job in supporting their quarterback? I think the thought process that the Browns' young GM gives is absolutely accurate and and on point and probably why you hire people who are young because the game has changed. Like the quarterback has always been incredibly important, so I'm not trying to, to downplay the importance of the position. But when you think about the importance now, and, and I do think that, that there is a case to be made that it is the single most important position in all the pro sports. Like there, there might be a debate, but I do believe yeah. that it's the it's the position that has the most influence on the outcome of a game in Absolutely. professional sports. And o- outside of maybe like superstar in the NBA, you could say like LeBron James or something. But but if you don't, but if you don't have one now, like there there was a time where Brad Johnson, right in Tampa Bay, okay, we can still win. Defense is great. We can still win. I I don't know when your season starts how good you would feel in 2020 if the equivalent of Brad Johnson was playing. QB. So, Actually, who is 2020 Brad Johnson right now? Oh, they're out there. Well, I mean, is it Jared Goff? They put up bigger. Like they put up bigger numbers. No, because like I don't. More talented. I don't know on Jared Goff yet. Too. I. It would have to be more of a veteran guy who you plug in, because Brad Johnson, who was a very very smart savvy quarterback with probably a uh, limited skill set, was probably more of like a a Testaverde type of guy. So I'm trying to think of what, what about Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill. I think Tannehill's better though, right? I mean, Tannehill was like one of the best rated quarterbacks in the NFL last year, but but in terms of like, yeah, he's just kind of I generic, mean, right? He doesn't really Ryan run Fitzpatrick. That well. That's Ryan Fitzpatrick better with the Dolphins right now. Fitzpatrick if, without the gamble because Brad Johnson didn't have a lot of gamble to him, right? Yeah. He was very conservative. Okay, but I'm just saying out. as far as like being a veteran guy who you trust your franchise with, but you're developing a guy behind him who you trust a, a lot more. So. I agree with the comment completely. What are the vi- okay? Now that's the interesting question. <laughs> let's work. Th- let's work through this because I'm certainly not going to start savaging Spielman and the Vikings by what they've done with Cousins. Do I feel though to go back to that quote from the Browns GM? Do I feel Phil Mackey like the Vikings align their feelings the same way with what you just read to me? Not necessarily, not necessarily, not enough for my taste. It doesn't mean they don't care about the quarterback, and it doesn't mean that they certainly don't surround that guy with some good players. Do I think that Rick Spielman and the Vikings have as much of an appreciation for what the quarterback position means in 2020 as I do? No, I don't think that they're there. So I think it starts with how do you define supporting the quarterback? As you as you sort of dissect this quote by uh, the Browns general manager saying, "Let's you got to find your quarterback." And then you have to put things around, whether it's players and personnel or the way that you practice and the way that you go about training behind the scenes and nutrition. I'm sure there's all sorts of things that go into it. But my first thought is the best thing you can do for a starting quarterback is give him a great offensive line yeah. so, so that, A, you can have a running game that yeah. then a running game to set up your passing game. And then, you know, most importantly, you got five guys that can protect Kirk Cousins, in this case, from ferocious pass rushers and pressure up the middle. And I think if that's the very, that, that's the first basic thing you can do to support your quarterback is protect him, literally protect him with an offensive line, the Vikings have not done a good job. Now, they've used some draft picks. They've used some capital. 
Garrett Bradbury was a first-round pick. They spent a lot of money in free agency with Riley Reef. And Brian O'Neill was a second round pick. So like it's not that they haven't done anything along the offensive line, but to be three, It's improved of late. And and I think their process has leaned more toward all right, let's let's spend some first and second round yeah. draft picks last few years. So they yes. so between Ezra Cleveland and Daniel and Daniel Hunter and uh, and Brian O'Neill and and, and with Gary Bradbury, they have at least spent first and second round draft capital on things that could help the quarterback. But ultimately three years into Kirk Cousins' career here, and there are still giant question marks at at least two, if not three, of the offensive line positions. So maybe they're trying in some way to support him, but the but the actual result of how they go about acquiring these offensive linemen has still left a bunch of question marks. I think the second thing you would look at, how do you support your quarterback? What kind of weapons are you putting around him? What kind of toys does he have to throw the ball to and to, to get yards after the catch or get open or whatever it may be? Well... I don't necessarily disagree with the move to trade Stefan Diggs, but they traded one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. He's like one of the top 12 wide receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And they traded him away, and and with that money, they, they re-signed a running back to a $12.5 million a year contract. So I think one of the philosophical questions here is, if you've got $12.5 million, or I think Diggs was more like $14 million, but they, you know, Dalvin Cook and Stefan Diggs make around the same amount of money now. If you've got 12 or $14 million burning a hole in your pocket, is that better spent on a top wide receiver in 2020 or a top running back? I would lean towards Stefan Diggs. I, I actually think. This, oh, I don't think it's close, Phil. I mean, fans might disagree with this because Del- exactly right. Dalvin Cook's great and he can catch passes too. But I think if it's all about supporting a quarterback, I think yes. Stefan Diggs helps more. If it's Stefan Diggs plus Alex Madison, yes, versus Dalvin Cook plus Justin Jefferson, and we'll see what Justin Jefferson becomes. I think there's no doubt that in the immediate term, with Kirk Cousins in his prime, Stefan Diggs helps more. Let me throw this thought at you off the quote that you read at the outset of this show. I don't know that my answer to you about how the Vikings prioritize the position of quarterback and the importance that they put on that position. And to be very clear, I'm not calling for jobs, okay? But I don't know that I can answer your question and say I absolutely think the Vikings get it and are on board with what the Browns GM is saying. When the head coach is a defensive guy, and my sense will always be that quarterbacks drive him crazy. Like, I think to I think if you were going to go all in and just sort of accept the fact that the quarterback, like it or not, is the most important position, maybe in all of sports, but certainly in your sport. I think the starting point has to be how much does the person who runs the team on game day embrace that guy in that position? And look, I don't think it's a stretch to say that. Zimmer's life is spent trying to sack quarterbacks, and I think they drive him crazy. So if, if we what? if we were to say, well, the Vikings totally get this, I don't think this. I don't think the jumping off point, the launching point, can be. But the head coach is more of a defensive guy who is trying to think more often of how to beat quarterbacks than he is his own quarterback. Yeah, but part of this quote and part of this philosophy is because I'll read it again here. Supporting the quarterback is a major emphasis for building the roster. We believe in today's football that the passing game on both sides of the ball has the biggest impact on wins and losses. And I think the Vikings have done a great job in large part because of Mike Zimmer's influence and vision defensively. Everything defensively starts with get pressure on the quarterback. Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin before he left the franchise, this big trade that they just swung for Unique Ngakwe, like... Once those guys are both on the field together, the Vikings have that box checked in terms of up front. Are you right now? The interior has been a problem now. Linville Joseph's gone. But when Michael Pierce comes back next season, in theory, 
assuming that Unique Ngakwe is on the roster, and you've got Michael Pierce in his prime and Daniil Hunter and Unique Ngakwe, I think you're checking the box of trying to make life miserable for the opposing quarterback. So I don't have a huge problem with that. It's more like they're they're at such a crossroads offensively in that they've got their quarterback, and we can split hairs about how good he is, but he's under contract, and he's one of the 15 best in the world, and yet they like to run the ball a lot, and they've got a run-blocking offensive line, and they right. just traded a star receiver, and uh, they just gave $12.5 million to a running back, like which doesn't really help your passing game. I mean, it does kind of, but... Um, it's they're sort of at a crossroads philosophically offensively with what this Browns GM is saying. Yes, but I think what he is, I think his the grandest point of his points, I believe, is that the value put on this one position in their mind has to be that high. And so, again, when the guy that runs your team on game day starts from the starting point of, I want to sack QBs and stop passing games, does that put, does that put the absolute uh, focus on where a lot of teams are going to in 2020? And the answer is no. I, I I think that this is a very interesting conversation that delves down into philosophies and the philosophy about how I think you approach a football game in 2020 is probably drastically drastically different than it was in 2004. I got one for you, off. Reckless speculation. Again, this is this is highly reckless. Okay, this is. If you're if you're uh, if you're squeamish when it comes to reckless speculation, you may want to turn down your volume here. Wow! So the Vikings just locked in Dalvin Cook, and not only is this a, is this reckless speculation, this is also like retroactive reckless speculation that cannot happen now because they just inked the contract. So what I'm about to say cannot happen, but just for fun, the Vikings just committed twelve and a half million dollars a year to Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Well, we have found out in recent days that. Odell Beckham Jr. and Allen Robinson are both unhappy with their current situations and would like to get on to another team. Allen Robinson wants a contract from the Bears. It's amazing. He's only 27 years old. I would have thought he was older because he spent so many years with Jacksonville. It felt like it. Allen Robinson is in his prime. Odell Beckham Jr. is in his prime. Mm-hmm. If you could go back and you had the option of, again, $12.5, $13 million burning a hole in your pocket, and you're going to spend it on a skill position player, Dalvin Cook... Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr., rank them. And Alex Madison would be your starting running back if you chose one of the other two. Am I going to uh, shift my philosophies so I don't alienate my potential new receiver like I did Diggs? Because that's going to be absolutely key because Diggs Diggs wanted to leave because I think Diggs saw what was what offensively and didn't like it. This is all under the premise of— if I'm going to do that, I would say—see, I can't do— as much fun from our coverage standpoint as OBJ would be, I can't do him because, one, he's aging, and two, he's such a pain. And, and if he's not involved, he's mad. He's actually not that, he's not that old. He's only, he's only 27, 28. It feels like he's 100. <laughs> uh, that's a close one. I would say right now, what what were Robinson's stats the last couple of years? Because he's a very good player. Sure. I know that. So Robinson last year, again, with Mitch Trubisky as the starting quarterback— Caught 98 passes for 1,150 yards and seven touchdowns, 12 wow. yards per catch, 64% catch percentage. With Kirk, yeah. When, when in 2000, yeah. 2000, and again, in Jacksonville, Allen Robinson had Blake Bortles as a starting quarterback, <laughs> and he had 80 catches for 1,400 you know yards what? and 14 touchdowns in 2015. That's a guy who did something wrong in a previous life. 
<laughs> he pissed somebody off in a previous life. Yeah, if I could get him above, I mean, he does. He fits into what I would want to do. Not the Vikings, but if I was to run the Vikings offense or be the GM, he fits in more to what I the direction that I would want to go and put my quarterback yeah. in than Dalvin. Would. And you know, the Dalvin contract to me it now stops you from doing things that I would probably want to do. So I'd probably go Robinson, Cook. I, I'm going to take OBJ out just because sure. he, he's already complaining, and I just can't take it. Sure. Uh, Dex, what about you? Again, this is through the prism of how are you best supporting your quarterback, assuming that the Browns GM is onto the right philosophy for the first time in that franchise's last 30 years, that you got to find your quarterback and you have to support that quarterback with your resources. Are you paying Dalvin Cook, or are you looking to sniff out a guy like Allen Robinson or keeping Stephon Diggs? I would rather take Diggs or Robinson. I probably would. I, I, and I like Dalvin Cook a lot. I've been bullish on him and going into the contract talks. I thought if they can get him under the right price, you can do it. Um, but I think the wide receivers and the talent around the quarterback are probably more important pieces. And also, I feel like it's really easy to shut down your run game. And then when that passing game has to attack and be vertical, then you are going to have a lot. You're going to have you're going to have some trouble. So I, I would rather build around a wide receiver like Robinson and have to deal with the drama that is OBJ or Diggs because I think they elevate the quarterback. Football. Hey, back to Purple Daily Vikings discussion in just a second after we thank Federated Insurance for being a partner here on the podcast. And Federated has been a proud supporter of local Minnesota sports teams and of local business owners going back a long time. They're based in Owatonna, Minnesota, over 100 years of experience working beside business owners. It just helps tremendously if you are a business owner uh, to have that partner that gives you peace of mind, that gives you valuable resources and expertise to help you during, in this case, a really tough year. So uh, visit federatedinsurance.com to find more information about tools and resources that are available and, and to find your local representative. Remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Football. For me, it's Allen Robinson. And again, like obviously this can never happen. And even so, like the Bears, the tax on trading for him in the division would be so much higher. Retroactive, reckless speculation <laughs> might be my new favorite thing. If the Twins had just gotten Cliff Lee, they would have won the World Series. But part of this discussion is, you know, the Vikings have chosen to to be defense forward in their philosophy when it comes to team building over the years. And, you know, you might be able to argue that in the last couple of years, all right, they've they've spent some high resources in the draft, wide receiver in the first round, that they've that they've started to shift a little bit and they let go of some veteran defensive players and kind of told Mike Zimmer all right, dude, you're on your own a little bit here. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to get some rookies up to speed and become part of your, you know, defensive starting units. But but it shows you that when you lead with defense as a philosophy for building an organization, how hard it is to become one of the best teams. And they did it in 2017. Like they built this thing over four years, but you really have to have nine or ten perfect pieces all emerging into their prime defensively, and then maybe you can patchwork one or two of them. You basically have to have eleven great pieces defensively they're all molded together because if you have a couple weak links you're not going to have the top defense in the NFL so to, to be able to it's a credit to the Vikings that they put together the best defense in 2017 but now they're finding out oh man like guys get older and then guys become free agents and okay now you get it draft two or three new cornerbacks and you have to build it all over again whereas if you're the Seattle Seahawks right you have Russell Wilson for 15 years and like you know worst case scenario your offense is going to be average 
right? And best case scenario, it's going to be the best in the NFL and he's because all, you have that one guy. And he's always going to make plays. Uh, yeah. Like he's always going to find a way to make plays. So the, the Vikings are sort of finding out this year, like that first game, you know, how many Vikings defenses were even capable of giving up 500 yards in the last six years? Not many. Well, yeah. I mean, you is. don't get a pass rush and your, your corners are all young and, and you're playing a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's going to be a problem. I got a question for you about Diggs. And and I know that at the end, you know, the drama on uh, Twitter and Instagram got to be a lot. And he became, I don't think that he was by any means a diva his whole time here, but it certainly felt like sort of one towards the end. And then Cousins signs the extension and he basically forced a, a trade. I've always felt that when it came to Diggs' departure, there are things behind the scenes that he was clearly pointing out, but we, we certainly didn't know the entire story. Mm-hmm. In fact, we probably knew a small part, but not the whole story. In retrospect now, and this just came to me as we're talking about sort of the fundamental philosophy of building an offense. In retrospect now, how mu- how wise and how much do you think it would have been for them to get in a room and be like, okay, we're not go- we're not going to call in Diggs and like consult him, but let's talk about what he's doing and the why, because he's really damn good. He's not a dumb guy. Like this is not a belligerent athlete. He's a very cerebral dude. How much do you think they should have probably said, we might not agree with everything he's saying, but he's telling us something that we're doing wrong, and he might be right? I Yeah, I mean, it's a good point in that I think they sort of viewed, and we don't know all the things that happened behind the scenes, but they clearly viewed him as somewhat replaceable in that, oh, I got Thielen, and I got a first-round pick, and it's a pretty deep wide receiver draft, and so like we'll we'll take the hall of picks that we're getting from Buffalo here, and it was a hall of picks. Like, it was... You know, just in terms of the value, you, the draft pick value that you got from Buffalo, you the Vikings won the trade. Buffalo got the best player, but you know, but the Vikings won the trade in terms of draft capital. They viewed Stefan Diggs as being replaceable, and I'm not sure that the franchise's history would suggest that that's accurate, because Randy Moss at one point was viewed as somewhat replaceable. Like, oh, we'll just find the next guy, first round pick, right? Troy Williamson. Uh, now I think I think they got the Justin Jefferson draft pick right, but like for him to live up to what Stefan Diggs was would be a huge home run. I think, you know, in reality he's probably going to be something less than Stefan Diggs. Mm-hmm. So, can you deem one of the best wide receivers replaceable in a league in which passing dominates and you've got a highly paid quarterback? That's a that's a leap of faith that the Vikings are going to have to find out about in 2020. And at the time, and I still praise it, like if, if they felt like it wasn't really a repairable situation and there was just too much frustration and the Bills are offering a haul of picks, all right, well, you probably have to make that trade. But just know that in a passing league in which you've got a quarterback in his prime and you're paying him a lot of money, that now you've got one reliable wide receiver until Justin Jefferson steps up. And, you know, BC Johnson, that's great, but he's a number three guy that's playing a number two role. And to this point, Irv Smith has not emerged, at least in the Vikings' eyes, as the guy that's going to get targeted ten times a game. So, um, I you know if you could go back in time, kind of knowing everything you know you know now, would you like to have Stefan Diggs back? Oh, sure, maybe, but we'll see how the draft. I picks just think play that, out. I think that old school football people probably don't take it well when they're criticized or when what they like to do is sort of broken down by a player. And I agree that you can't give the players control, but I do think that Diggs. I don't. If Diggs had just been PO'd about his contract. It would have been very simple to deduct that and be like, well, that's too bad. 
either tear up his contract or don't. But I think he was definitely sending you a message. And I think there was value in that. And I don't know that because of the age of the people that run the Vikings, anybody really took it serious enough to, even if you said, we have to trade him, to also come back and say, we might have to shift how we think. Yeah. Um, real quick, because I have another point on the wide receivers, but a quick, uh, starting today and over the next couple of weeks, we here on Purple Daily are giving away a Corona Hard Seltzer Ultimate Home Tailgate Party. That's right, a home tailgate party Football. that includes, as part of this giveaway, we'll tell you how you can enter in just a second, a 65-inch TCL TV with a soundbar, $200 worth of Grunhofer's Meats, and $100 to MGM Wine and Spirits, where if you'd like to go buy, I don't know, a case of Corona Hard Seltzer, you would be able to do so. And so if you want uh, if you want to win this ultimate home tailgate party from Corona Hard Seltzer, number one, download the Score North app if you haven't already, or just open the app if you already have it on your phone. It's free in the Apple and Google Play stores. Number two, register your name and email real quickly. And then number three, just enter the contest through the listener rewards link uh, at the top part of the app. So if you want to win the Corona Heart Seltzer Ultimate Tailgate Party, we are Good here ball. for you. Hey, Dex, would, would you quit your job right now to win that? Thought about it. Because you would have to quit, but I could see you quitting for this. <laughs> I, it, it has seltzers, it has meats, it has tailgates. I, those are three of my favorite things. I mean, Football, jo- meats, you can and get, alcohol. You can get right. jobs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can get a different job. Right. <laughs> But you can't get all no, of I these can't. things. That's, that's that's it, man. That's life. I, I'll, I'll peek right Those there. Those are the, maybe the three of the most important things. Declan Goff yeah. has left score north. Yeah. We wish him all the best. Uh, something else wide receiver related from from this last game. Again, the Vikings offense played really well in the second half. Just It's tough to overcome a defense giving up what they gave up. But one of the big questions going into the season was, hey, Adam Thielen's the only real trusted, established weapon here now that Stefan Diggs is gone our defense is just going to take him completely out and 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 make BC Johnson and company and rookie Justin Jefferson beat them. Well, whatever whatever the Packers were trying to do with Adam Thielen wasn't working well because he caught six passes for 110 yards and two touchdowns. He also had five of those six catches go for first downs. So uh, if the first game was any indication, it looks more to me like Adam Thielen's going to come closer to putting up career numbers if he stays healthy than being like strategically taken out of games altogether. So what were your thoughts watching Adam Thielen have a huge game in Week 1? So he he had the two catches on the opening drive, I, I believe, on which uh, Cook scored the rushing touchdown, and then he was shut out until the fourth quarter when, when the Vikings were behind and Cousins got hot and completed a ton of passes, and that's when he thrived. So I guess my – I'll go back to what I told you a couple of days back. I need to see this offense in a competitive game consistently to know how things are going to shake out. And and I think we discussed this as well. Thielen's going to be incredibly important, and I get that completely. But he can't be the only important factor. So so I guess I also need to see in a four-quarter competitive game how the play calling and Cousins are going to combine to disperse the passes they keep Thielen incredibly relevant and important throughout that entire game, but also spread the ball around enough, and I'm talking about in the first and second quarter as well, to Justin Jefferson, to Irv Smith. So I just don't feel on Sunday, because the game was so weird and the time of possession for the Vikings was so small, I don't feel that I got any real idea of what the plan is going to be 
on a consistent basis in these last 15 games to operate the offense and how it's going to work post Stefan Yeah, there wasn't enough plays to like really form an I opinion. I can't pass on. judgment. But on the Thielen front, I think when you – this is in a roundabout way. It's probably going to hurt the offense if this happens, but it, but it will help Adam Thielen as like being recognized as a star receiver. Ordinarily, when you see the top wide receiver numbers, you see like Michael Thomas is just ridiculous. Like that guy caught 149 passes last year. Um, Keenan Allen has been up there for years in terms of a numbers producer. I've just got the list in front of me. DeAndre Hopkins. Oftentimes, it's teams with only the one main target and then some guys that are just like borderline number two, number three receivers. Yeah. And because it's really it's a lack of top options, the quarterback will just throw 150 times over the course of a season to DeAndre Hopkins. And uh, with the Vikings, they've had two top 12, top 15 guys. And so the ball, like they weren't throwing as often last year as other teams, period. And then those limited targets get spread around to two different guys, etc. So this actually could be the year, whether it's a detriment to the team or not, where Adam Thielen just gets like the most targets he's ever gotten because he's the primary option sure. and might get recognized in the way that a DeAndre Hopkins has been in Houston and mm-hmm. now Arizona because he gets 150 passes thrown to him. So I'm, I'm kind of curious to see that. Like the Vikings experienced this once Chris Carter left and it was Randy Moss and random dudes for like three or four years, right? Like, can anyone even name some of the number two wide receivers the Vikings had until Nate Burleson came along in 2005? They kept trying to basically get guys off the scrap heap, right? Yeah. yeah. Kelly Campbell? Kelly Campbell was in that mix. <laughs> it is what it Kelly is. Cam. Kelly yep. Cam was one of my favorites, man. But I I think, too, when it comes to the passing game, the most important thing here that should play out and that we're going to see is who else does Cousins use? Like, Dalvin Cook has to catch a ton of passes. Yeah. And, and he should. He can. Uh, Irv Smith, Rudolph. So I'd love to see Justin Jefferson catch 50 passes. Well, he should, this. too. He should, too. But but as far as th- there's about, I think, on this roster currently on the depth charts, I think there's about at least five guys that I trust to catch passes. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I can't believe it. Tajay Sharp, probably not one of them, which is why you don't throw it out Tajay Sharp on fourth and three. <laughs> um but I think if we just look at the receiver depth chart, Phil, your, your point's a good point because it's like Thielen and then probably beat, beat Jefferson. And yeah. now ho- hopefully within the first half of the season or so, Jefferson does emerge. But I think if you look at the passing options and think of it as Thielen, Cook, Rudolph, Coyle. Irv Smith. Yeah. Florida Grandland. Niederreiter, Grandland. Back to Irv Smith. <laughs> like if you move that puck around on the power play, baby. You got a lot of guys that can shoot, possibly. Hey, did you guys see, too, speaking of weapons, uh, the the Vikings' number two leading wide receiver on the season, small sample size alert, is actually Alex Madison. He caught four passes (laughs) for 30 yards in that game. Alex Madison also sneakily had six carries for 50 yards. So he had 80 yards of total offense in that first game. For the Vikings, thirty. Who needs him? More Cook than signed Dalvin for Cook. eighteen years now. But but all right, not to be Mister Buzz Killington. And again, it's one game, and Dalvin Cook is better than Alex Madison. I'm not saying that, but what does it say when you sign? You you give twenty six million dollars guaranteed or whatever it was to Dalvin Cook, and the first game out of the gate, Alex Madison's the one that gets thirty two more yards. Yeah, catches more passes. Like, can somebody please explain to me why Cook had two targets and one catch for minus two yards? We should play the can someone please explain to me game for everything that happened offensively and defensively in week <laughs> but one. But there's no, but am I missing something? Like, is there some duh, here's why? And it's weird because, like, they scored points. They they put up points in the second half. But, like, you look and you say, all right, so Dalvin Cook didn't factor into the passing game. 
Irv Smith didn't. They threw the ball to Irv Smith one time. Justin Jefferson had you know two balls thrown to him or whatever it was. Yes. So you can you can look and say, come on, like use your weapons. Use these guys. You're paying these guys. Yes. Use your weapons. But they still there's a lot there's a lot of room for improvement. Even though they scored a lot of points in the second half, I mm-hmm. guess is the is the moral. So I'm with you. Um, so that is a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We appreciate you all hanging out with us. And remember, Vikings Vent Line, week two, right after this game is over, Vikings and Colts. You can find it in live video form on Score North Twitter and Facebook, and also on YouTube.com slash Purple Daily Podcast. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, we welcomed in, I don't know, seven, eight, or nine Vikings fans into the live video last week. To, uh, to vent their thoughts on that bad loss to the Packers, you can email vikingsventline at gmail.com, and uh, we may be able to send you an invite to join us on the show on Sunday. So until tomorrow, we'll see you guys for a Friday episode of Purple Daily. Thanks for hanging out. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.